But uh, as I was thinking about something to talk to them about, it was a good reminder for me of just what it is to be a disciple of Christ. You know, oftentimes we get wound up in our work and the things that go on in our life. And uh, we come to church on Sunday and we get uh, maybe boosted up, energized, refreshed for the day. But then Monday morning comes around, and for me quite often Monday morning is hectic. I've thought about the things that have to happen throughout the week. And uh, oftentimes uh, Monday morning we, be, we get back into the routine of things. And maybe our, our life with Christ, oh, it's there. We still are endeavoring to serve him. In the last uh, year or so, uh, Todd and, and I and my brother, or my son, have decided to try to get to work a little early and uh, spend a little time in prayer before the men come. We always ask God to bless our week, help us to be a testimony to, to those that we work with, but also to be a testimony to uh, one another and to some of our employees that might not know Christ as their Savior. So uh, we spend that little time on, on Monday morning doing that, and, and I think that's a good thing for us to be reminded of those things. That what's important really isn't what work accomplished, what work is accomplished that week, but what is done for Christ. So as we look at this, uh, I'm going to look at it as, as us just being born again. And uh, a couple things that I was going to ask the kids were, Describe the first time you heard about God. And uh, for me, the first time that I heard about God, I'm quite sure was probably when I was still in my mother's womb because uh, I, I don't remember not coming to church or, or hearing about the things of God. However, that doesn't mean that I was saved in my mother's womb because it was sometime later. In fact, I believe I was probably seven or eight years old. And I remember uh, going to bed at night and saying to myself, I'm not sure whether I'm going to go to heaven or I'm going to go to hell when I die. And I remember asking uh, God at that time to, to save my soul. Um, and, and I believe he did at that time. I know he did. Uh, but the growth didn't end there. Uh, I wasn't saved and then, then nothing more to learn, but there was much more to learn. And I'm thankful through the years uh, that God gave me Ways of, of learning, way to grow in Him. Uh, one of the one of the best ways was through prayer, through my mother's and parents' father's leading, uh, through coming to church and hearing God's word proclaimed. Uh, I also was going to ask boys what what their first prayer sounded like, and for me, I think it was pretty much probably it could have been one of those times when I heard a sermon here at church. I remember as a youngster there was a evangelist named Tom Williams and we had him in our church a number of times and every time he came I was scared I was going to hell uh, because of the way he preached uh, and those of my age and, and older can remember those that uh, uh, preachers that preach that way and sometimes they don't do that so much anymore but uh, the, the Billy Graham kind of people and, uh, and I'm, I'm sure I probably asked God to save me every time Tom Williams came because I was scared I was going to hell but uh Anyways, uh, in, in that time, I did, I did learn to pray and learn how to pray. And uh, there's been times uh, that I have recognized God in my life in a real active way. And uh, I asked Rob to put a picture up. Can you do that, Rob? Uh, this, this summer, uh, it was uh, unfortunate to be in an accident. And we are fortunate that we have God with us at times. Uh, at all the time, 
But uh, this summer, I distinctly remember, and as soon as this rollover was done, and uh, during that rollover, one of the things I was thinking was, will we ever stop rolling over? And I think I went over twice, but it seemed like an eternity of rolling over. But I'm thankful that I have God on my side, and God can be with me, and gives me uh, sometimes when I don't have time to pray. In fact, at this at this moment, I think the only thing I had time to say is she's not going to stop because the lady pulled in front of me. And uh, uh, but there's been times when I've said, in a moment, God be with me, help me through this situation, and He is there to help us. And I'm thankful for the opportunities and the times that we can pray, uh, and even in an instance uh, of such as that. Only a moment you have time to blurt out, God help me. That was the time when I was able to pray to God. Uh, there are a number of ways or ways to reach God or to pray Him, pray to Him. And I'd like to look at five uh, guidelines to prayer. By the way, if you're looking at your notes, uh, don't use them because they're not right in the bulletin. You may get more out of them than you get from me, but don't don't use them. I'm not in Genesis at all today. But uh, five points or or prayer guidelines that I'd like to start with. Uh, one is that we simply are greeting God when we come to Him in prayer. We're greeting Him. You can address Him in so many different ways. You can address Him as Father, as Daddy, as Friend, as Almighty, as Savior, as Redeemer. So many ways that we can address God. Uh, uh, we, we can come to him as, in, in my time of need, I can come to him as my Savior because he is. I can come to him as my Redeemer because he is. I can come to him as my friend. I can come to him as my Heavenly Father because he is. And say, uh, simply bring to him the things that are upon my heart and, on, and my needs in my life. Uh, we can come to him and tell him that we're thankful for things that have come along in our life. I think oftentimes our list gets to be uh, long in the things that uh, we are current concerned about rather than the things that we are thankful for. And I think we need to remember and be reminded that God is, is so faithful to us and we can be so thankful to him for the things that he has done in our life. The times that we could have been uh, uh, hurt in, in an accident such as this, in times that simply uh, we are not even thinking about the things of God, and he is there to protect us. I know at times I've said to myself, boy, I wish I could have, when I'm talking to someone, thought of this to say to them at that particular time. And there's been other times that I've just felt God's Holy Spirit guide me and direct me to say the right thing at the right time to the right person to, to, to lead them towards him. I'm thankful for that. So we can greet God in all those ways. We can tell him the things we are thankful for. That's the second thing. We can tell him the things that we are concerned about. He knows our concerns. He knows us well. He created us. But we can we can relate to him uh, and tell him those concerns. Why? Why? Because he doesn't know? No, because to us, to relate our concerns to him helps us to better understand and be reminded that God cares for us. And even though we go through difficult times, even though we have uh, things that come into our life, he is, a, he is there to help and to be a guide for us. We can ask him to help us understand the elements of God's word in a time of study. Uh, when we look at his word, hopefully we all don't just come here and, and uh, eat once a week, 
get filled with a with a word go all all week without it because if you like eating once a week uh, we would get hungry for the things of god it needs to be a daily thing a daily thing for us that was one of the things that i remember most about my mother uh in in my young age was that each morning when i got up usually her bible was open and and if she wasn't reading she was praying or trying to care for one of the kids uh, but it it was etched in my mind that it since uh, my brother Todd helps quite often and he was away, some of his responsibilities, I guess, got through home around me. So I ended up uh, uh, working in a couple of places that I didn't plan on yesterday. But God knows those things. And uh, we need to uh, spend time in his God word. And the fourth thing is we need to take time to listen for his response. Sometimes the response comes immediately. Uh, Lord, help me through this time. The rollover happens and it's done. And, and you're safe. You say, thank God for that. Other times we pray things and I don't hear an answer for months. I don't hear an answer for years. The answer that I think I'm going to hear doesn't come. The person isn't healed. The person uh, doesn't come to know Christ right away. Uh, whatever it is in our life, sometimes we pray things. We need to be patient. Uh, sometimes it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a perspective even of things. Uh, ever have a certain perspective of something, oh, this is just going to be a disaster. Man. Uh, I, I've read a book, uh, it's Marty's book, it's called The, uh, the Notice, uh, Andy Andrews, and, and he he brings to light to people things that, uh, uh, some things that are going to happen, you may not know until down the road, but also some things that happen in our lives, it's bringing it into the right perspective, that it's going to in the end, it's going to help. It's going to help us grow. And so sometimes we go through difficult times and things in our life that just we'll never understand, maybe here or maybe it'll be years down the Lord road before we understand. So as 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 Christians, we need to learn to pray. And those are just uh, uh, four simple uh, ways that uh, uh, we can pray. And uh, there, there's more than, than those areas as well. As a new creature, as a saved or born again or person, uh, one of, those are the privileges that you have to be able to come directly to him, bring those things to him. Uh, in fact, if you would look over to 2 Corinthians 5.15 with me for just a second, 2 Corinthians 5.15, many of you probably can uh, quote this. Five seventeen. Is that what he said? Five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Uh, as a new creature, or a saved person, or a born again person, or redeemed. Those are those are phrases that are used in God's word. Uh, what things are are. What things should go away when we first accept Christ as our Savior, and even now, years later, what things should go away? I am still continuing to learn things that should go away out of my life. My attitude at times towards towards other people and things that they do. My, uh, um, I don't have much trouble with this anymore, or did ever hardly. But uh, my language at times can be one that's that's not very pleasant or pleasing to the Lord. Uh, and, and our language can be just not what we think of swear words or, 
or cussing or whatever you want to call it, but it can be our ad, our, our language towards our wife. And uh, I know this is probably the one that gets me in the biggest trouble most of the time is, is just my, uh, not, not my language, but maybe my manner to my wife sometimes. And, uh, not uh, uh, saying what I should or saying it the way I should. But uh, so those things, uh, what other things? Maybe some habits we have, our thought life. Uh, I, I said to someone the other day, I'm so thankful, I guess it was at our deacon's meeting, I'm so thankful that I raised my kids at the time I did, that the technology and the access to things that, that particularly for a, for a man and a guy that, that is so readily available, uh, that they can come into your life and, and can destroy uh, some things in your life because of our thought life. If you're a woman, you can't understand a, a man's thought, nor can we yours probably, but uh, in many ways, uh, I am thankful that I was able to raise my kids when I did with at least a little less influence or accessibility to, to things that can, can harm them. So uh, those things uh, should be, those old things that should go away and shouldn't be a part of us. It isn't easy to do. It's not done overnight. In fact, you'll spend a lifetime of, uh, a, a lifetime of trying to rid those things out of your life. And, uh, but by the grace of God, we fall back into those areas endeavor. How do I stay away from those areas or, or, or at least endeavor to? By spending time with God's Word, by spending time with you people because uh, you're endeavoring to do the same thing I am, to trust God and to, to make Him an active part of your life. And so for me, it's very important for me to spend time with you people and as often as I can. It's not always convenient for me to come uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and any other time that, that we're having a gathering but it's important for me spiritually because if I don't, what will I be doing? Falling asleep, watching some TV show, or doing something that has no uh, value for eternity. And so I am thankful for you, and I'm thankful for my church family. I'm thankful that this verse here says, you know, what? You know, I'm a new creature. Does that mean that there's no more old things or my old nature is not in there? No, it's still there. It still creeps, keeps cropping up keeps messing me up in many ways in my life, but I also have a new nature, and I have a God Holy Spirit to give me direction and guidance, because the last part of it says uh, and old things are passed away, behold all things have become new. Uh, my new outs look, my new perspective on things is through God and that he can help, and even when I fall back into my old ways, I can ask him forgiveness, and those things can be forgiven he forgives and forgets. You know, oftentimes when we say we forgive somebody, we forgive them, but if it comes back, we're, we're quick to remind them, you know, I forgave you for this once. Really, have we forgotten about it? Not really. Uh, we have it in the back of our mind. But God says he forgets, forgives, and uh, that has gone away forever. All things through Jesus, uh, you know, our attitude, our perspective, love of others uh, should be way different than it was before we accepted Christ as our Savior. I had Tim read over in Luke chapter 5 and verse 4, and if you want to turn over there uh, for a few minutes. If you look here, uh, there are some practical examples of what it looks like to follow Jesus uh, here. Uh, when when Jesus came to uh, Peter and the other guys in the, in the boat here, uh, he said, uh, you're going to start doing something different. You're going to start uh, fishing 
in a different way. You're going to be fishing for men rather than fishing for fish. Although before that he had given them uh, the opportunity to have a great, great catch, and they did that. Uh, but we need to look at some practical ways that we're going to follow after Christ after we have accepted him. And he said to uh, Peter, when Peter, down in verse 8, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished at all that there were with him in the drought of fishes which they had taken. And so was James, and John, and the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth you shall catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all, forsook all and followed him. What does it mean for us to forsake all and to follow him? Does it mean that I, uh, that I personally quit being an electrician and, and seek God and, and go in the direction that he wants me to go? Uh, that, that all our directions are the same? I think probably it's not my call in life to be a pastor. Uh, I think God led me in the direction that he did for, for a specific reason. Uh, I had abilities to do those things, and God sent me in that direction because that's what he had for me. There are fish to be caught in the world of an electrician also, as well as there is in the field of whatever your occupation is. And God calls us to serve him in those areas, whether it be as a pastor, whether it be as an electrician, a farmer, a mechanic, whatever that call is, God has called us to do that, and we should serve him in those areas. Uh, we are to forsake when he says here, forsake all, he's saying forsake the things of the world, the things that bring us uh, uh, unsatisfying things actually in the end, because all that satisfies truly is Christ in the end. And what we've done for him will count. Those other things will not last at all, uh, but will be uh, eventually destroyed. It's not always easy to follow Jesus. What are some areas in our in, in our why is it difficult to follow Jesus? Well, we live in a world that is fallen, a world that doesn't acknowledge Christ oftentimes, people around us, uh, the sins of the world, uh, the lusts of the world, all these things that uh, oftentimes draw us down. Our, we still have our sinful nature within us, even though we're saved. We still have that nature that uh, draws us away from him. Uh, what makes it easy to follow Christ? Spending time with you, spending time in God's Word, knowing what He has for me, listening to Him as He as He speaks. Uh, I don't hear Him through uh, audibly. I probably would jump out of my skin if I did. I'd be scared to death that someone's talking to me in the darkness. But He talks to me through His Word. He talks to me through listening to the pastor who brings forth uh, messages. He speaks to me through uh, sometimes through my wife. Uh, it's, uh, often I need to listen. Because, uh, oftentimes said, Kim, you, that's not very godly, and she's absolutely right. Uh, sometimes I do some things that are, uh, usually it's, she sees most of it because usually I'm telling her the things that I won't tell anybody else. I just, just tell her, and she says, that's not right. So, anyway, but anyways, uh, it's not always easy to see him, serve him, but it is easy when we find the right friends we find the right church family, when we spend time in God's word, uh, that's not, again, that doesn't mean that all the things that happen in my life are easy, but it does mean that I have someone with me, 
help me, someone that will give me direction when those things uh, come into my life that I don't understand, uh, give me patience, and give me the maybe even opportunities at times to uh, share the gospel with somebody. Sometimes it's not through the actual word, but my actions. Sometimes it's through uh, the sickness that I'm going through, perhaps, or sometimes it may be simply the way I respond to uh, my work and the situations at work. And so we can be thankful uh, that we have the Holy Spirit to give us directions. We have God's word, we have friends, we have church family, and uh, uh, others that are in the boat, just like with uh, Peter here. He had others in the boat with him to help him, give him directions. We have others around us to help us and give us directions at times so that we can uh, draw upon him. So, why is salvation so necessary? Uh, because of what happened in the beginning. Creation. God created us as a perfect uh, human being. When he created Adam, Adam and Eve, he created them as humans that were perfect, sinless. Water was pure. The garden was beautiful. Uh, there was no weeds. There were no thorns. There were uh, no reason to uh, not to work, to just enjoy the garden. And uh, uh, it's important for us to know that uh, God created is the creator of all things. And as being the creator of all things, uh, he is able to sustain us. Uh, even though man went through a fall, uh, we have been taught through the nature, or taught through nature and consequences of sin. In Romans 3.23, it says all have sinned. Uh, once Adam and Eve had, uh, had sinned, uh, all mankind fell, and uh, so through them we are born sinners. Uh, we are born as sinners. Romans three twenty three says, and then Romans six twenty three says, uh, the wages of sin is death. So uh, the effects of that sin were passed down to you and me. And so there is uh, uh, sickness, there is death, drugs, lust things that we desire in this world because of, of the sinful nature within us. But we can be thankful that God gave us a, a, a way uh, of redemption. He gave us redemption. What uh, Some of the things that are significant to me about what Jesus did for us, uh, the fact that he was fully God and that he was fully man, he was able to come and, and give himself for me. He was able to come and uh, die for each one of us and make the perfect sacrifice for each one of us. Uh, we are, uh, he gives us also the hope of eternity in our life that we can uh, spend it with him, but also that things that are done here on earth will be, uh, that are done for him will last. Those things that we do, <coughs> excuse me, those things that we don't do for him uh, will, will go away with with the earth and the things that we leave behind. Uh, he has given us a, a new creation, recreation. And the fact that the tomb was empty when he left the tomb, uh, he was alive. Uh, he wasn't moved somewhere else. He was uh, not truly risen, but uh, witnessed by so many that he had been risen uh, and that we can put our trust in that. Uh, 
it can restore our relationship that was lost in Adam and Eve's sin. When we accept Christ as our Savior, it, it restores our relationship with Him. We can once again have a relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. And we're thankful that uh, through His Word, uh, we can uh, return to that fellowship that was lost uh, when Adam and Eve sinned. Uh, I'm thankful that He has made a way for me to communicate with him through prayer, through reading his word, through time spent at this house, through time spent uh, with you people in a, in a time of fellowship. I'd like to just close as we look over in Philippians chapter 2, if you would, with me. As Christians, we should be imitators of Christ and uh, that is, that, that is what it means to be a, a Christian. Uh, and I think sometimes we should have a uh, maybe a, a set down thought with ourselves and compare the things that I'm doing to the things that Christ is doing. I'm, fair, I'm afraid I fall way short on those things oftentimes. But uh, here in this passage, we can see some of the attributes uh, of, of Jesus and how we should, as followers, imitating what he does. So uh, Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 uh, through 11 and I'll read that to you. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery, robbery to be equal with God. Uh, so there's one attribute. Is Jesus was equal with God. Okay. Uh, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in a fashion as man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also highly exalted him, and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and are things in heaven, and are things in earth, and are things under the earth that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Jesus is equal with God. He became a servant. Can you see the things in here that, that Christ did? Uh, Christ was. Can you see the things that we can relate to him or try to imitate him? We can imitate him in becoming a, a servant. Uh, Jesus became man and fully man so that he could take on the sins of the world. Uh, he became obedient humble. Uh, at times it's important for us to be obedient. For for uh, young people at times it's difficult for them. They don't see the things that their parents see and so they, they have a tendency of uh, thinking their parents know, know nothing and uh, they don't follow after what they say but uh, uh, we can at times humble ourselves. Be obedient. Christ humbled himself. He didn't have to die for us. He uh, gave himself so that we could so that we could live, so that we could have that fellowship with his Father and with him once again. He died for our sins, not his. He was sinless. He was, died for your your sins and mine and, and everyone else. Even if they don't accept him, he still died for them, their sin. He died for my sins before I was born. Uh, at the, at uh, some point, all people are going to believe that Christ God's son. At some point, all people will trust Christ 
in one form or another, or at least believed that he was who he was. Because at the end, he's, he says here that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of the things in heaven and things in earth and things under earth, and that the tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God and the Father. For some, it won't. It will be too late when they finally decide they're going to follow Christ. It will be too late because they will either pass away or Christ will return, and the time, the window of opportunity for them to accept Christ as their Savior is gone because of their failure to recognize and heed the warnings from God's Word and the testimony of Peter Hewitt. So it's important for us, as we maybe reflect back a little bit, as I did, on my salvation things that uh, 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 I maybe take for granted oftentimes. Uh, growing up in a church and, uh, and never hearing anything but the gospel, you may say it made it easy. But there came a point in my life, and I can remember distinctly, uh, I can remember this only because I remember my third grade teacher, I can remember doing some things with some boys in the back of the room that she had her back turned that we were doing uh, that were, were wrong. Uh, I had to come to that point in my life and recognize that Christ in my life was necessary, that there was a sin in my life that no other could take away but Christ. And so uh, I had to admit and, and call on him as my Savior. It doesn't mean that the sin stopped. It doesn't mean that Jim became perfect far from that still. But it means that I had help. I had the Holy Spirit to give me direction, guidance, and help in my life for every walk whether it's a rollover in life or whether it's a, a, a normal day at work and everything's going smooth. Uh, some days are great. I think I shared this the other night. You ever have one of these that just everything went great? And I had one the other day. Everything I went to fix, I fixed. Everything I did, just went smooth. Then, you know, there's so many of those days where you just want to watch. It's just like, oh, this, this is a tough day. Back hurt. Knees are, you know, everybody's yelling at me. Nobody's smiling. Uh, some of those days are just not too similar to others. But we as Christians should be the ones that are still smiling to the end and uh, saying, you know what, i got a Savior that knows all things. I have a Savior that can give me uh, strength in a hard time. I have a Savior that can help me through the testimony of my friends and neighbors. And, uh, and I have a church family that I can come to and be refreshed and encouraged. Even if it isn't at the church service, I know that I can call many other church people and I can have help in troubles of life. And I'm so thankful for that. I think as a church family, sometimes it's good for us to reflect back on what it is to be a disciple of Christ. We have a, we have a long ways to go in this type of my life. Follow us.